from HerbMentor.com. This is Herb Mentor Radio. You are listening to Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com. I'm John Gallagher. My guest today is Rebecca Altman. Rebecca is an herbalist, writer, and proprietor of Kings Road Apothecary in California. She runs an herbal CSA called the Monthly Surprise Box. box. <laughs> the Monthly Surprise Box. <laughs> and you can find out about the herbal CSA and all kinds of really cool stuff at kingsroadapothecary.com. And you can follow Rebecca on Twitter at twitter.com slash krapothecary or Facebook at slash Kings Road Apothecary. Welcome, Rebecca. Hello, John. Thank you. So we are hanging here at formerly known as the Traditions in Western Herbalism Conference and is now the Medicine of the People something. Herbal Resurgence. Herbal, I, and you go to herbalresurgence.org. Yep. We're actually here like as live as you can get. We're not, <laughs> usually I'm on the phone talking to folks and I'm actually hanging out here having a good time. So I am excited to have Rebecca here because I've watched her online Good writer, posts lots of cool stuff, seen her articles posted in Plant Healer Magazine, and some of them have been on HerbMentor.com. And she happened to have this table, right? This table <laughs> at the event. And the, and the, and this, it really is a fantastic um, herbal market there, don't It they? really is amazing. It's a, like one mm-hmm. of the best I've seen. It's a great place because we're at this, um, we're in Arizona at this. It's like it's almost like this old west town. Mm-hmm. It's all converted. and It's even got a saloon. It even has a saloon, mm-hmm. yes. The sign says uh, outside population 50 to 5,000 <laughs> or something like that. But um, but there's it's, it's great atmosphere, lots of you know wood inside and nice lights and stuff like that. All kinds of great folks selling cool stuff, some of the best herbal. So, uh, But I walked by and I was really struck by Rebecca's stuff and I, and I bought some immediately. Um, and I want to talk about that in, in a little bit because uh, I was really fascinated um, just kind of how she goes off the beaten path in her work. And if you start, you know, following her on the Internet there, you'll kind of see what I mean. <laughs> but Rebecca, um, you are from Scotland, correct? I'm from Scotland, from Glasgow. From Glasgow. So mm-hmm. how the heck did you get to L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was 16, my my parents retired and... They wanted to move to Palm Springs, California, and you know they sat me down and said, we're moving to California, you can stay here and finish school on your own, or you can move to California with us. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really much of a choice. <laughs> I'd, I'd always wanted to move to California. Right. I'm imagining because you had visions of being on Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, and being a cheerleader. I really wanted to be a cheerleader. <laughs> and so how did, how did the visions of cheerleader end up to visions of um, herbalism? How did, how, did, how did you get into this in the first place? Did, were, was, were you a nature kid in Scotland? Or? I, you know, I, I was. I didn't right. really have very many friends mm-hmm. growing up except for my brother. And we, um, although we lived in Glasgow, which is um, quite a big city in Scotland, there, um, where we lived, there were lots of little woods around our house. And I... Um, from a really young age, I would just, I'd pack a backpack full of, well, you know, candy and go off into the woods and I'd make myself a little fire and I'd stick the candy on a stick and I'd toast it <laughs> on the fire. <laughs> and I, I mean, I single-handedly decimated the wood sorrel population of southern Glasgow. Um, it was delicious. <laughs> so I was visiting and that's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, you couldn't find wood sorrel probably <laughs> from, you know, 1986 to 1997. Um, and uh, my mum's always used homeopathic, hmm. um, so it's it's kind of very normal in our family to reach for herbal remedies for things. 
And um, when I was, oh gosh, how old was I? When I was 18, mm-hmm. I got very sick. And I, I ended up, you know, going the Western medicine route. I think this is a very common story in the herbal community. Yeah, yeah, I went the Western medicine route. Right. I ended up on a cocktail of medications and it, I was just getting worse and worse. And I, I was really lucky. You know, my mom called me, I was in college and I was, I was just really ill. And she said, look, move home. Let's get you off these medications and we'll figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. And so I moved back home and I, you know, I stopped taking all the medications and I started doing um, yoga, yeah. you know, because the, the sweating and the consistency of it, it, it just, it really helps to kind of, it helped me to kind of make a new um, path for myself, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And one day I walked into class and this man looked up at me and he said, do you want a job? And I said, well, what do you do? And he said, well, I run a health food store. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I started working for him and he was a herbalist. He, he did Chinese herbs. He was a, you know, he was a Chinese herbalist. He'd studied in London and, um, he, although he, he had a health food store with a, you know, full line of supplements, but he basically, people would come into the store and he would, you know, take their pulse and read their tongue and give them formulas. And so he, you know, I just followed him around and he taught me how to read pulses, wow. taught me how to look at tongues. And then, um, you know, and then he started quizzing me on the spot, which was, of course, um, painful and embarrassing. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was, I was really, really lucky. And he also spent a lot of time hiking out in the desert. <laughs> and he gathered a lot of his own herbs and he basically just taught me. And I have no idea still why the hell he looked at me and said, do you want a job? But there's not a day that goes by that I don't thank him. Because that just started everything for It you. started absolutely everything. Wow. I'm sure it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't, I mean, of course it wouldn't if I hadn't gotten sick because I wouldn't have moved home. But right. I think that there's definitely something about being sick that allows you to understand healing. Yeah, that's true. It's, um, there's a couple of common, common stories. And I think that the two most common stories of folks who make their life, you know, life as an herbalist, their path is either exactly what you just said or, like, you know, they grew up in in the woods somewhere right. and then they, you know, they always knew this and their grandfather passed it on or right. whatever and mother or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so, but more than not, I, I, your story is, but you kind of have a little bit of both. Yeah. So yeah. So you were, you were decimating wood sorrel populations, <laughs> <laughs> got sick and then met, met a great Chinese medicine person who took you under his wing. I obviously wasn't, wasn't raised by a uh, botanist because I knew nothing about, you know, preserving plant populations. But right. <laughs> you do now though. <laughs> I do now. I do now. <laughs> That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, thanks for sharing that because I think it's just really inspirational when people see, uh, different stories and also, you know, people often see themselves in other people's stories and you just never know how something's going to happen, you know? You're, yeah, you're right. So that's pretty, how long ago was, uh, did all that start happening with your, I guess, which I called an apprenticeship? Was that? Like um, it was in, I was 20 mm. and now I am, what? 30, 10 years. I don't, I don't know. Oh, Thank you for revealing. Sorry, you asked me linear questions. They get very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Great. So, wow. So, you've been on that's a, that's a while you've been on the path. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was taking a look at your article that you wrote, that you wrote in Plant Healer Magazine um, called uh, the, New Ameri- the New American Food Culture. It was in the compendium there. I was flipping through it today. And... Um, you you really kind of focus in on kind of really getting into the herbs of your area, and you 
you say, well, you say it, how you say it, Herbs de California. Herbs de California. What, what do you mean by that? What is that? Y you know, um, I'm sure you cook with Herbes de Provence. It's a, you know, it's a kind of traditional French herbal mix. It's, I think it's, it, it varies from mix to mix, but it's often got thyme, lavender, and we'll have to ask a bit Kimberly. of... <laughs> ask Kimberly. <laughs> I, I would almost guarantee that you've got it in your cupboard. Right. Um, and when I, you know, I started getting into the bioregional stuff, um, well, you know, pretty early on because I, I was hiking and gathering plants where I was, but it was really when I started studying with Kiva that I started to realize how unbelievably important it is. And, um, and it just, it was kind of a natural progression from using herbs as medicine to getting to know the taste of those herbs right. because you can't help but know the taste of those herbs to wanting to cook with them and incorporate them in everything I did. It, it just, I guess it seemed like um, artificial to be using herbs that grew in my area and then cooking with herbs that I bought at Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a natural progression really. And I, I, it was one day when I, you know, I picked up my jar of Herb de Provence and I was like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is just a French local mix. Why the hell don't we have this for every single region mm -hmm. in the world? It would be so cool to be able to just, you know, taste different places. Right. Um, so that's it. Herb de California. I put together all of my favorite herbs. and What's in it? Um, this year. It, it, it changes from year <laughs> to year sure because, it, it you know, it's ever evolving, I guess. This year it was a white sage, black sage, rose petals, sumac. A little bit of desert lavender and bee balm. Wow. Wow, that sounds good. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and you just put that on uh, whatever you're cooking and Yeah. Yeah, like you would any kind of herb mix. It's great on chicken. It's fantastic on roast duck. Hmm. Um roast potatoes. Roast Gosh. anything, I guess. Roast, roast it's, yeah, it's, it's really good for roasting. <laughs> so um and so in that article, too, you're talking about how, yeah, I mean, that a lot of t people think American food culture is hamburgers and milkshakes. But in reality, uh, we can we can kind of create this American food culture with the actual foods that are growing right near us. Mm -hmm. Do you see that happening more and more? I do. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, I, yes, in lots of different areas, people are starting to notice more of what grows around them. Mm -hmm. And um I think it's, I mean, it's becoming really trendy in the kind of the food culture now for people to write, to make fancy recipes mm -hmm. using something that they found in the wild. And so I think it's only a matter of time before it becomes quite normal. I hope it's only a matter right. of time before right, it becomes really. normal. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're taking a, a bit of a, you know, in your own hands, in, in, in your work, um, in, to make that happen, you, you say have an herbal CSA mm -hmm. monthly surprise box. <laughs> I want to hear what's in some surprise box. How did this come about? You know? This came about because I I gather so much, and I you know I come home and I potter around mm -hmm. in my kitchen and I make things, mm -hmm. and um, you know I sell my products at a farmers market on Sunday morning, and at the farmers market I sell basic herbal remedies you know right. I, I sell a ton of elderberry elixir and a lot of comfrey calendula and plantain salve and it's really you know basic things because I'm just trying to get people to understand that herbs work mm -hmm. and um so when it comes to the fancy things people aren't very interested if they're not into herbs at all because they're it, I, I don't actually know why maybe it's it's just it's foreign or it, I don't know um mm -hmm. but so I end up with a lot of these fancy concoctions 
that um, basically I couldn't get through. Mm. And I know that uh, in the herbal community, at least, we're all really fascinated with bioregional herbalism. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started it basically because I like making things. And I like making what I feel like making. Right. And so every month, it's really nice <laughs> so to So you don't just, want to keep making the same product well, over and over and over. basically, yes. Okay. And, and I'm with you. Um, <laughs> it, you know, sometimes the repetition takes the magic out of it mm -hmm. a bit. And getting to really just um, be inspired by what's around me all the time, it's almost like dancing, mm. if that makes any sense. It's just, it's kind of... It's art. It's, it's art. That's exactly it. Self-expression. It's, it's art. art. It's, it's fun. It's self-expression. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's different every month. Um, what was last month? Like, what, what? Okay, last <laughs> month, last month um, I made a, it was, it was a themed month because it was really, really hot. I, I'm, I mean, I was, I was having a horrible heat wave and complaining constantly, so I assumed <laughs> everyone was having a horrible heat wave and complaining constantly, so I made a... Not um, where I live. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I made a seaweed and rose um, kind of face and body cream. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was really light and slippery and that mm -hmm. kind of soothing mm -hmm. um, mucilage that seaweed provides because I was sunburned. So mm -hmm. I assumed everyone was sunburned. Um, <laughs> this, are you assuming that we all have, that we're, that we're all Scottish people living in California? <laughs> You're not? <laughs> There's no cloud cover. Well, Wait. I guess I'm an Irish person living in Seattle. Yeah, I have cloud cover. You have cloud cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there was that. There was a. Oh, a rose, a rose sunburn spray. Mm -hmm. And just, it, I mean, it works really well for burns in general, but there, there was a running theme. Um, a heat relief tincture, mm -hmm. which had rose, uh, Meyer lemon peel, mm -hmm. wow. peach pit, and evening primrose. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, you know, the, they're all cooling and healing. I mean, the, the peach is really moistening, the evening primrose is really moistening and healing to the GI tract, and mm -hmm. people often get GI tract stuff at the end of the summer. Um, it, it, and it was just kind of calming in general, and clears heat from the top of the body. Mm -hmm. um, what else? A herbal salt blend. This all in one surprise box? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, keep going. <laughs> um, a herbal salt blend. It was a you know Himalayan rock salt mixed with a few local herbs. It's right. you know good for grilling. It's great sprinkled over portobello mushrooms on the grill. Um, there was one more thing. There, there <laughs> okay. It gives us a good idea. Okay, I can't remember <laughs> so, what the last thing was. So, like, uh, do you? Is this for people that are local to you, or is this something you? You know, ship it's to funny. People? I started it for people who were local to me mm -hmm. because I thought that was who would be interested in it, um, and I've got quite a few local customers. But for the monthly herbal surprise box, I'm getting a lot of people from around the country, and I hadn't thought about Aha. it's yeah it's actually um because at first i said this is for you know locals only and then people kept emailing saying but but but, but. would you possibly ship to ohio right. and um so i yeah now i ship everywhere because it um it hadn't occurred to me that people would be interested in other places um <laughs> you're such you sound like me in my business the things that don't you know don't occur to you yeah. and stuff like oh i didn't realize that you know like, yes yeah. so so yeah i ship everywhere 
Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I just shipped one to London last month. Wow. <laughs> getting close, getting back to Glasgow. Yes. So, so um, might as well just say kingsroadapothecary.com to find out about <laughs> the monthly surprise box. So if, uh, if we're in... Um, December, January. I mean, is it all every month you're doing? Mm-hmm. Every month. Oh um, I I take orders a month before just so I've, mm-hmm. I know how many I've got because right. it takes a while to gather the stuff and make it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and so what would be what would be something that you might do? And when did you start it, by the way? I started it three months ago. Three, oh, three months ago. So, so it's, you, yeah, it's, you, not, it's not long. It's not been long. So so you haven't even gotten to like the holiday season yet. <laughs> oh no, I haven't. But I think I should probably okay, start preparing. Okay, I think on this episode we should start coming out with some ideas. We'll <laughs> sketch them out. I wish we had callers. Oh, I wish we had callers. <clears throat> Online too, we have uh, we have uh, Evangeline from from New Mexico. What would you like? She wants an herbal surprise box. She wants an herbal surprise box. We have some folks. She wants a monthly energy. We 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 are we are recording here in a room. Usually I'm on the phone here, but we have the benefit right here, being here in person. So so we can we can fake people calling in. We can fake people calling in. Can can you do voice impressions, Evangeline? Because we can have other people come up with ideas. (laughs) All right. So. uh, Thank you. All right. I'm going to uh, hang up on this collar now. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. All right. Um, got some more of this cider. It's really good yes, cider, though. Isn't it delicious? Yeah, it's very good. Uh, it's um, from this is the, the advantage of, of, of being, you know, live in person doing an interview as well. Mm-hmm. You can, and of, you know, interviewing you a Scottish person who will always bring quality cider. Yes. Because it's important. It is very important. <laughs> Have you made your own? Cider and no, I haven't. It's something you could do. Could you I could. I've yeah. made my own wines. Mm-hmm. Um, I made an elderflower wine, an elderberry wine. I made a plum wine last year with plums that I gathered in Colorado after the Traditions in Western Herbalism conference. Mm-hmm. And I made plum wine and plum meat, and they both turned out horrible because I left <laughs> them for too long. Um, I mean, they were just too sour, but they smelled so good that I use them in my incense blends now. Oh, incense. Let's talk about incense. Did you have incense with you that you were... You I did. I sold out with... Sold, I, I you're sold amazing. It. Your table is nearly sold out of it. I mean... I brought so much. Are you making other vendors jealous? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Um, but I did. I brought so much and I, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't expecting to sell out, but I, I mean, I would have brought more. <laughs> How the heck do you make incense? I mean, we all, all, we all... Incense, most people think of the sticks, you know, like... You know. Um... <laughs> It's you gather a bunch of plants, you grind them up, you mix them together with something binding. Um, what is something binding? Um, beeswax, propolis, mm-hmm. mead, um, different resins mm-hmm. are really binding. Um, and you, you mix it all together. There are different methods. There, um, you know, the, the ancient Egyptian method, they ferment it for a while. And I do that with a couple of mine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty hardcore. So you really get into this incense thing. Now, do you have information on how to do this yourself on your site? I don't, but I can give you people who do have information because yeah. there are other people yeah. who make them. Kiva Rose Kiva has right. an article on her blog. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it's called Holy Smoke. Her <laughs> article. Um, I read it quite a few times it's when she wrote it. Probably on her mentor too. Uh, it, it, it must so be. <laughs> it must be. I'm guessing. And then, um, and then there's a woman in British Columbia, Sarah Lawless, and mm-hmm. she makes amazing incense. And it was actually because of her that I started making it because she just completely inspired me. It hadn't occurred to me that people could make incense. incense. What, what, what was in the blend 
your most popular blend you were selling this weekend? My most popular one was, um, it was made with all of my favorite trees. I'm really big on trees right now. Mm. I, I get kind of obsessed with plants and then I just, I won't let it go. I'll cook with them. I'll, you know, eat them and sleep with them mm. under my pillow. And it, I, I, well, you know, I, I get, I get, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of have a single minded focus. So right, right now, it, right now it's conifer. <laughs> and, um, so it's a conifer blend. It's, um, there are a couple, a couple of different species of pinion that I like. Um, there's a single leaf and then the mm. four leaf pinion. Um, Jeffrey pine, ponderosa pine, juniper, white fir, um, white fir resin, ponderosa resin, pinion resin. Um, I had a bit of that mead, <clears throat> honey. Oh, it was uh, pine infused honey, um, beeswax, propolis. That's it. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so I think that's it, as if that was only a few things. <laughs> well, I, I think we just discovered what's going to go into the monthly surprise box come the holiday oh, don't, season. Don't give it away. Oh, I'm sorry, it wouldn't be a surprise. That, that was well, actually no. going to be there. It's a, <laughs> no, he's just kidding. <laughs> he knows nothing. Folks, no, no, I, I don't know what I'm talking you about. You didn't hear a thing. didn't hear it. <laughs> so, um, I was interested in some of your um, remedies and, you know, for example, one that I, I got was the, the white fir pine pitch salve. And tell, I mean, yeah, this has all kind of, many of the things you were just saying. It's incredible. So um, why, you know, tell, tell us about this blend and why this is helpful in a salve and what this did. Because a lot of people just, you know, they do salves, they often... We'll start learning by a simple salve. Let's say in our kit, which is a very, you know, it's a great one to do. You need a calendula, comfrey, plantain salve, mm-hmm. a great way to start. But I, I just really want, you know, folks to get creative and think outside the box. So tell us about the inspiration behind this and also what you know about these herbs. That are in this. Um, the inspiration behind this is my recent obsession. Um, they're Jeffrey Pine. I don't know if it grows outside of California, but I know it definitely grows in California. And it is very similar to Ponderosa. If you know Ponderosa pines, they smell like butterscotch. And Jeffrey pine is a stronger smell than Ponderosa. It's really incredible. And when you're walking around the hills, the aroma in the summer when the sun is warming up the resin, it just, it completely fills the air. And it's Mm. absolutely incredible. And it's somewhat intoxicating. I mean, not actually physiologically intoxicating but just the the aroma it um it's magical and so I started out just wanting to make something that smelled like the mountains that I love wandering around in um but the you know the medicinal it's it's really useful medicinally because pine pitch is fantastic it's a counter irritant so it like it'll pull out splinters um I mean it's it's a really useful kind of general salve to have around anyway Mm -hmm. but Quite honestly, I put it behind my ears and on my wrists and wear it around as perfume. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to do that too. People will just be wondering why I smell so good. They will, and which will uh, make a nice change. Well, you know, it reminds me a little bit, Rebecca, of... Uh, oh, 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 back up here. This is what happens when you hang out with someone for a couple of days. <laughs> and you've had a glass of cider while you're recording hey. I don't always drink while I do these interviews. Actually, this is maybe the first time. <laughs> so, But it's just a glass, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway no that reminds me of you know that's a good thing that i'm actually the producer of the show so no one will fire me 
That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. So uh, anyway, um, you know what it reminds me of, Rebecca, is one of my favorites around where I live up in the Northwest is we uh, is the cottonwood buds. Uh, so I just simply, um, you know, infuse those buds in oil and then beeswax. That's it. Yeah. It's the simplest thing. And it's it, amazing. It reminds me of a walk by the river because, mm-hmm. like, in a fall day. So like it's a medicine of your place. Yeah, totally. Cottonwood is so. one of my favorites. I use that in busted joint ointment. Oh, busted joint. So what's that one? That one? That's um, also using that one. I don't have it right here. That's uh, that's Solomon Seal, Cottonwood, Goldenrod, Alder, and Horsetail. Hmm. Um, the, the Solomon Seal, it obviously isn't local to me. I have a friend, he's a shaman, and he lives in Wisconsin, and he gathers it for me um, just because I get injured more than anybody I've ever known. And I have a lot of friends who are yogis, and they get injured quite frequently because despite appearances, yoga is not that gentle. <laughs> and um, my husband does martial arts mm-hmm. and all of his friends, they, they're all injured constantly. Yeah. So it, you know, this one, it developed over time with lots and lots of, you know, testing and refining and perfecting and trying to make it as good as possible. And um, the cottonwood, it's such a huge part of it because it, you know, it moves, moves yeah. pain. And, um, yeah, didn't Rosalie come up yesterday? She had a, yeah. she had a hurt but knee. She she'd had a sore knee for I think two months, and right. it had been really hurting. And she put the busted joint ointment on once, and the pain hasn't come back. Wow. She she bought me a drink. She was really happy. <laughs> <laughs> we do more than just drink at these conferences. <laughs> we so promise. We, we, do, we do. We have to understand. <laughs> there's a lot of classes, and you have to relax after mm-hmm. a long. Day and there is there's also dancing. Class. There's dancing. There's dancing, but there's a lot of learning. It's work. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Classes all day long. And mm-hmm. It's amazing classes. It's I mean, gosh, we have uh, Matthew. Wood and um, Seven Song, Seven Song, and of course Kiva and Jim McDonald, Rosalie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really good lineup. Bill Elliot, a lot of your favorite characters mm-hmm. are mentor right there. And um, so yeah, so it's it's, it's awesome. Um, and when you did the bus, like, did you just like how do you formulate that? Just with information you're reading or experimenting with, or is a little bit? Yeah, better? I just you know I I read about herbs and then I try mm-hmm. them out and I try them out on their own and then I try combining them. It's, I mean, it's really useful to have a lot of injured people around. Um, and yeah, I just keep trying things. And every time I would see someone walking with a limp, I mean, or, you know, like someone I, I knew slightly, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, hey, will you try this? Mm-hmm. It just, um, I, I guess I, I didn't have that that fear thing when I started out with this stuff about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to try it on other people. I just kind of leapt in and was like, you. Take this. But I get that about your personality. In yeah, general, I, 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 I kind of jump in. <laughs> I can see that. Right. Well, it's good, you know. It's, it's good to play to your strengths. I'm <laughs> um, used rose a lot, like wild rose elixir. Yes. Um, so tell us about rose, what, you know, and your, your relationship with rose. Now, the other thing about that is the, is that because you mentioned rose, mentioned peach before, um, sage. Like, it seems like some maybe you have a better relationships than others with, maybe mm-hmm. perhaps. And... How important is that of establishing a relationship with the plant, and how do you do that? Like, how do you... Oh God, it's so important. Yeah. Because you can have so much book knowledge, mm-hmm. and I, I truly believe that plants work for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they, not that you're the boss of them, but mm-hmm. that if you have a relationship with a plant, it will do something that might not be written in a book. Um, I, I guess that sounds very esoteric, but they're, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. they. <laughs> Um, 
I mean, there are some herbalists who only use one or two herbs and, you know, it'll work for absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's of the utmost importance to really have a relationship with a plant because then also if then you know it and you know it in your body and in your heart. And so you you know what it can do. And if somebody says to you, well, it doesn't do that, you you can know absolutely that it does and not be swayed by, you know, anything that you read or anything anybody else tells you. I think it really I think it's important to have this information inside um, and to form a relationship with a plant I just spend time with it mm-hmm. you know um, if I can I'll plant it in my garden just so that I can get out there often because I live in the middle of the city it mm-hmm. takes me about an hour to get to the wilderness which I try and do two or three times a week but it's oh. it's um, it's still a drive right. so I you know I try and get things in my garden I I had a bit of an obsession with Angelica a few months ago and I had, you know, my plants getting quite big in my back garden. So I'd make my coffee and just go and sit there and, you know, just sit by the Angelica. I, I don't really, I don't. Spending time with the plants and, <laughs> and putting it different ways in your life, harvesting, yeah, I, making things. And yeah, this is how I, you establish your them. I, you know, I, I, if, I'm, if, I can, if I'm going through an obsession with something, I'll, I'll drink tea. Mm. I will, you know, try and make things with it that smell like it. Mm. And it's. I'll cook with them a lot. If they're remotely tasty, I'll find ways to We're try and make poisonous. them taste. Or not poisonous, <laughs> yes. I'll try and find ways to make them tastier. Um, and just spending time with it, drawing them. Um, it, I, you know, I think a lot of it comes, to, comes from cultivating a quietness inside. And then you can actually hear. And I think that's the same, you know, it's the same with plants and people. You can't truly really hear somebody unless your, your mind's quiet. And it's the same with plants. You, you know, you can hear them. Some people actually hear them talk. I don't hear them talk. I just get, you know, little blips of information. But mm-hmm. um, it's just it's quietness and observation. Anyone mm-hmm. can do it. And that's, you know, can you, the way I always think about it is no different than just establishing a relationship with the person. You oh, know? totally. It's the exact same. You got to go hang out with them and go to parties. Yeah, it's the exact <laughs> go, same. Go, you go just, out doing things. You hang out. And, you know, somebody might have a personality, but the more time you spend with them, the more... You truly get to know them. And right. then if one of them, if somebody you know came up and hugged you in the dark, right. you would still know it was them. Right. Oh, yeah. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you would, yeah. If, just if, if Kimberly came up and hugged you, you'd be like, oh, hey, Kimberly, That's even true. though it was pitch black, you right. would know it was her. Right, exactly. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're So, no, that's... um. Yeah, that that's great. So you really take that to heart, and you really do that pretty hardcore. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, but look I how just, it pays off. Yeah, and it's really simple too. It's, it's, it's like simple, it's and hard. absolutely anyone can do it. It's really, it's. I don't think anyone's born with special powers. It's just you know, right. having a single-minded you're focus. You're not, you're not going to classes. You're not buying books. You're not spending money. You're you're just outside. Just outside. Right. Yeah, and it can be anything. And I think that's you know, I think that's a problem. Like that with some people, they want to use special plants mm-hmm. and things that are in other places because other places have you know exotic and sexy plants and right. you know if whatever we've got is kind of boring you know um but but you have a way of making like just trees that grow around us sound sexy in your in your in your packaging and everything you know the white uh, fir pine pitch sap caught my eye i was like oh that's cool it's different well that's because i think it's sexy <laughs> 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 yeah. I th- yeah i think what's under our feet is unbelievably fascinating right certainly mm-hmm. yeah there's not to be something exotic from another land Mm-mm. um so tell us about your white sage and mint elixir that was, that's that was something really else. popular yeah 
Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I honestly don't know why I put the two together. It just I think I was gathering both in one day, and maybe by um, they came home together. And, I elixir them together. And the white together. sage is not a salvia. You're not talking. It's not the. It's not the mint. I mean, it's the not. It's a sage sage. Right? Mm-hmm. Like salvia, sage. salvia apiana. Oh, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. it is that one. Okay. Yeah, it's white sage. It um, it grows in Southern California. It's uh, it's actually got a pretty small growing region, and it's a really popular plant because it got the um, the reputation of being a kind of new age energy clearer. Oh. Um, so you know, unethical people will go and rip whole plants out of mm. hillsides and sell them on street corners in college towns all over the country. Um, oh, white sage, <laughs> smudge sticks. Got it. Uh huh. Um, it's um. That's up for debate. But um, as a herb in itself, it's a really, truly phenomenal salvia. I mean, it's, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's much more cooling than other salvias, I find. And it really it helps to stimulate digestion like other salvias. And it helps with you know, assimilation of fats and meats. And the, the mint, I, I, it was just a natural progression because the mint's great for digestion as well. Um, but honestly, the reason that they ended up together first was just that they taste good. They taste good. They taste good in combination. Mm-hmm. And it was after I just mixed them as a nightcap one day that, um, you know, I started trying it out on people and seeing that they, they had a kind of synergistic effect. And it, it really, um, it helps to wake people up more. Mm-hmm. I use it on road trips now, oh. almost exclusively. Wow. Um, no more coffee. Huh. Lots well, of... oh boy, maybe I should try that. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the white fur infused olive oil. That was really... That's Kiva's recipe. Uh-huh, I have okay. to credit her for that okay. because it was last year at the conference, the the food at Ghost Ranch was, you know, we we weren't very the, fond yeah, of it. the previous location. Was yes. <laughs> we, we weren't very fond of the food. You know, I, I think a lot of herbalists are really big on nutrition and right. a lot of us sat outside just feeling very hungry. Right. <laughs> it was very cafeteria frozen <laughs> foods types of yes. things. Um, so I think, yeah, one night Kiva and I, I ran off to the store and got some gluten-free crackers and mm. some cheddar and some... I think a sausage and she ran back to her room and brought back a bottle of white fur olive oil which wow. just made everything taste incredible wow. and so I went home and gathered some white fur and made myself a very big batch and that is um we've got a massive bottle in our kitchen that is being replenished constantly it's it's amazing you can do it with any conifer though I mean um I, I really try and... how's the process so simple you Go out and gather conifer branches, you know, just the, the ends of them, um, enough to fill a mason jar. And it can be any edible conifer. So the pines, the firs, the spruces, redwoods are incredible. Um, you stuff them in a jar and you cover it with olive oil and put it in a warm place for five days. Mm-hmm. Use a really good quality olive oil because that makes a difference, a big difference. Mm-hmm. And after five days, just pour it out, pour it into a bottle and drizzle it on absolutely everything. Yeah, I had some. I was like, wow, this is awesome. It's, it's amazing, and it's so easy. I really um, I try and encourage my blog readers to do stuff like that. So in the sunburn relief that I saw there, you have rose in that? Yeah. Okay, so tell us about rose and sun, because I was really curious about that, rose and sunburn. I'm- rose, it's so cooling. It's fantastic. In fact, like um, 
in LA, I see a lot of rose people. In fact, I make like gallons of the stuff because I am, like if I have my way, everybody in LA will have a bottle of rose elixir just because rose is so kind of cooling and calming. But if you look at sunburn, it's, you know, it's irritation. It's, you know, it's, it's bright red, it's hot. Right. And it's irritated. And rose is just so cool and calm that it's, it's amazing for sunburn. So mm-hmm. you, um, is this infused in what? It's infused in vinegar. Mm-hmm. And then I combine that with a rose hydrosol. Mm-hmm. Um, so your rose petals infused in vinegar. Mm-hmm. You're combining some rose hydrosol. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I infuse it in vinegar first, then mm-hmm. I combine it with a rose hydrosol. It just, it makes a really nice combination. It, you know, you do smell like salad, <laughs> but, but it's worth it because your sunburn is relieved and it turns tan. I should have gotten some of that today because here in my, yeah, I was out recording this morning. I forgot to put anything on with me and then I got definitely got some sunburn. <laughs> so I'm feeling it right now. And now that now we're talking about sunburn, really, I'm like, ow. <laughs> uh, well, you could smell like salad and then cover it up with your white fur and pine pitch salve. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so here, Rebecca, we've talked about a lot about the things that you know you made, and 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 like I said, I've been mentioning this going through these, not just to you know try to like you know sell your your mm-hmm. goods and stuff, which would be fine if people want to go do that. <laughs> but it's really just because I was really struck by the originality and how simple it was and everything like that. Um, and so, and also, you know, you explained how to do a couple of things, which is great. Now, so let's like backtrack a little bit and look at, let's say the white fur infused olive oil mm-hmm. and you don't have that tree. Like how can, like, how can someone just go today and do that? Something okay. like that themselves. I, I love this question. I get okay. a lot of questions about this on, right. um, on my blog page right. on Facebook and, um, we have conversations about it. So say you live in Tennessee and you don't have white fur. Right. Go to Google and type in Tennessee conifer species. <laughs> Use the Google. Well, no, it, yeah, well, it, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's scary for people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what grows nearby and right. you've never, you know, eaten anything, and it might be one thing to, you know, use plantain from your lawn, but going out into the wilderness and gathering something, if, it, if you've never done it, it can be quite daunting. Mm-hmm. But conifers, um, you know, if, if you've got a pine nearby, then you've got a really interesting tasting thing mm. and everybody's is different you know like the, the you know the conifers you have in the pacific northwest you've got a lot douglas, of douglas fir, fir yeah and that's incredible infused in mm. olive oil and um, you what else do you get up there oh you get um thuya and, and evergreens right you can just yeah. gather them any time of year any time of year it's great it's i mean actually this time of year is best because the sap's running and and this is more fall, fragrant. By the early fall folks yeah. for the um, future but um, so, yeah, so you, you type in, you know, Tennessee conifer species and then you'll, you know, you'll find something on Google and a way to identify them. And then you just go out for a walk and see what you can find and, you know, sniff off, snip off little bits and smell them and see if they smell nice. Mm-hmm. Because for the most part, conifers smell really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just try it, you know, nibble on a needle and see if it's tasty and then go home and make sure you don't die. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm really, really kidding. You know, pine species are all edible. <laughs> most people know what pine is. Yes, most. You know? Yeah, and most people safe. know what pine is, and right. it's safe. Right. Exactly. I'm copying what you're saying. <laughs> I know, but, 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 but you see, by the copying, you're like, you're just being. You're making. It's like we're making it's, a point. Yes, exactly. And, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you go out and and just gather a little bit and make a tiny little bit, and then if you like that, infuse it in honey in the exact same way. 
Um, and it's and it's really simple, but just take baby steps and find what grows near you. And yes, I might make white fur and Jeffrey Pine sound like the best things in the world, but that's just because they're what I have access to. And right. if I lived in New Jersey and had white pine, I think that's true. I'm yeah. from New Jersey and we have lots of white pine. Yeah, Very good. <laughs> if, I, if I lived in New Jersey and had white pine, I would probably be obsessed with white pine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in New Jersey, go and gather some white pine. White pine. They're the one with the five fascicles. <laughs> fascicles, little bundles of five This is a public, of peace. a public service announcement from King's Road Apothecary. <laughs> go and gather some conifers. Go get your conifers today. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So that actually, there's your action. Let's let's give everyone an action item. An action it's, item. Wait, 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 wait. We should. I needed some kind of like um, like you know, music. Da 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 da. Urban's radio action item. Action item. Action item. Can, can we do that? Yeah. I would love that. Okay, let's do that. Okay. And so we've just done that. And then, <laughs> and, and then this action item is too. Google your local conifer species, go and find them and gather some and make an infused olive oil. You'll love it. You'll drizzle it on everything. Drizzle it on meat, drizzle it on dessert, drizzle it on fruit. And the word drizzle, I mean, when I'm at a restaurant and it's on the menu, I always want to order whatever it is. You know, like so-and-so drizzled with something isn't it, you know like in the menu <laughs> like in the menu you know so i mean the word drizzle in it having never thought about that before <laughs> i concede that you may have a point <laughs> so drizzle it drizzle it drizzle on it, just drizzle drizzle it. <laughs> that's the phrase of the day drizzle yeah it. we can make a song drizzle, drizzle. it just a little bit we need an immigrant radio like bands <laughs> we need a band i mean you know letterman has a band we Jay need Leno a, a mentor band. radio band. Yeah, they're a mentor radio orchestra. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, hmm, work on that. I can play the tambourine. <laughs> 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 All right then. <laughs> and um, and so and and like well, looking at the the wild rose elixir or or just even the sunburn relief, which we already talked about, just infusing in, in vinegar, the apple mm-hmm. cider vinegar. Imagine, right? Yeah, apple cider. And and, and uh, the. The rose that most of us have wild roses around. Yeah, and if you don't, steal them from your neighbors. Exactly. But don't tell them I said that. <laughs> or if you do steal from your neighbors, make sure it's not sprayed with. Some yeah, make nasty sure it's not sprayed stuff. and just you know. But yeah. I th- actually, you know, some of my favorite roses are across the street from me. Mm. I I did. I went and I knocked on their door and I said, "Your roses are incredible." It's one of those big rose bushes and it's a rambling thing. And I asked if I could harvest some of them. They said, "Take as many as you want." And so yeah, I make tea with them you know once a week because they they're so fragrant they taste incredible so just you know walk around your neighborhood smell the most fragrant roses and then beg (laughs) (laughs) well urban foraging is is the most urban foraging i better well yeah i'm gonna have the foraging would be if you were still in glasgow like that um well there would be no wood sorrel right Actually, there, there, there's tons of great foraging in Glasgow. I used to, I mean, I used to walk everywhere, and uh, um, I used, I would gather blackberries everywhere I went. We used to, we used to walk to synagogue a couple of times a year, and um, I'd just fill my pockets with brambles on the way. So I'd sit there. 
with all my friends in the back of the synagogue and just, you know, stuff my face <laughs> as the service was going on. <laughs> I can see that. that no. You, as a child, that you would have done that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and really what strikes me, Rebecca, too, just, you know, having spent a couple of days hanging out with you and, um, and, and, and talking with you and all is that um, a big part of all of this, too, for folks doing all this is hugely part is a playfulness and you really are good at that like keeping that and you really get that you do that and and it really does bring the kid out and all, all of us which is really important when i think it is i think it's something that we lose as adults right. and so many of us just spent our childhoods outside running around playing with things making things with you know sticks and pine cones and forts and mm -hmm. i did mm -hmm. um and i think we lose that as adults you know we have schedules we have bills rent to make mortgage to make we lose our curiosity of nature. Yes. I mean, and, and that playfulness. And as interesting, Doug Elliott, uh, herbalist here, was um, speaking about that in a video that actually video that I taped. No, sorry, he was speaking about it live, and I taped it on a video. And there's another <laughs> video on herbmentor.com of the one that I taped at a previous conference, and it's, I, I suggest you watch that because he is awesome in in just really bringing that playfulness out and with the storytelling and everything. And and, um, and I think that's just really really important. So creative, playfulness, yep. being original, learning what's around you, simplicity. These are all the words I'm getting in your... Yes, exactly. And there are other words too that I probably shouldn't say on the radio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See what happens here when you're hanging out at the Medicine of, Medicine of the People conference for a couple yep. of days. So I recommend you all come to this conference. It's, it's a fantastic conference. The Herbal Resurgence. And <laughs> yep, in about an hour and a half, we're going to be dancing. Yep. And then we have another day tomorrow of classes and, and walks. very hard work. Very hard work. I'm very hard. I'm going to have a very tough day going around with my video camera taping Doug Elliott and Jim McDonald on oh, yet more books. I know it's tough. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Though. I know. <laughs> so um, your blog is called cauldronsandcrockpots.com. And tell me a little bit about it. <laughs> um, I. I write about wild things. Sorry, it's just hitting me now. I'm, what? No, your your title's great. No, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I you know I, I gather a lot of wild things, so I write about things that I make with those, and then I write about um, culinary herbs and um, how to use them medicinally. But I try, you know, I really don't enjoy reading monographs, mm -hmm. and I I was trying for a really long time to write monographs, and then I realized if I don't enjoy reading them. How could I enjoy writing them? Exactly. <clears throat> and so I, I scrapped the monograph idea and just started writing about them like they were my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so um, the culinary herbs that I write about, I try to communicate, I guess the the essence of those herbs, and um, but do it in a way where people might not take away a list of indications, but might kind of get an idea of how that herb is or how it works. Um, I guess, you know, like describing a friend, you might not describe what they do, but you'd say, oh, you know, they're a really sweet, caring person mm. and really likes football or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, that's how I try to describe the plants when, you know, cooking with them so that people might, you know, just remember it and start to think, you know, when they've got a little time left over, mm -hmm. oh, wait a minute, time, that's, you know, it's, it's really hot and it moves things and it's great when it comes to lung mucus. I'm going to make some syrup since I've got it here and, you mm -hmm. know, the rest of it would go to waste anyway. So that's what I try and do in the blog. It's it's a combination of that and just cooking with wild things. There's a, a lot of acorn stuff coming up because it's fall and I'm obsessed. And, uh, 
<laughs> Another great way to learn too, at besides playfulness, add blogging. You can go out there and share your experiences and it gets you, gets you learning. I love sharing. And you can, of course, probably access it through kingsroadapothecary.com. Yep, there's a tab. It says blog. Mm-hmm. And again, that, well, kingsroadapothecary.com. And, and uh, I'm sure you can follow, uh, you know, find the Facebook and Twitter buttons there and the blog <laughs> and everything you need. Um, and... Uh, and all that. So this has been awesome. I just really appreciate you. Um, you know, I know you're had a busy day and long day taking all those classes and having such a tough time and sitting behind your booth talking all kinds of really cool people. <laughs> selling out it. of selling out of all kinds of products. It's fun talking to you. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you. So I appreciate it. I'm honored to have you here and I can't wait to be highly commended again. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, you could leave it there, but <laughs> I should say Rebecca Altman, thank you very much for joining us on Herb Mentor Radio. Thank you for having me. Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com is a production of LearningHerbs.com. Visit LearningHerbs.com for free herbal lessons, including Herb Mentor News, Home Remedy Secrets, and Supermarket Herbalism. You'll also find the Herbal Medicine Making Kit and our board game Wildcraft. Herb Mentor Radio, copyright LearningHerbs.com, all rights reserved. Thanks so much for listening.